Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the breakfast briefing with myself, Chris Conway, filling in for Henry Jennings, who is enjoying a well-deserved break. Before we get to the fun stuff, a quick look at the disclaimer. It essentially says that this presentation is general in nature only before acting. You should take into account your personal financial circumstances. If you would like to read the disclaimer in full, please pause the video now. It was a fairly wild night on Wall Street overnight. The Dow was up around 520 points at one point, closed down 462, so a near 1,000-point turnaround on the on the Dow alone. Uh, we can see that the SPY futures are down around 79 points. The NASDAQ was off 1.83%. That's worse than the Dow, whilst the S&P 500 was slightly better, down 1.2%. Another spike in the VIX, up another 14%. All prices didn't do much. Uh, Brent, we can see they're down half a percent. West Texas Intermediate down almost one percent. Gold, uh, with the safe haven flows, was up uh, around four tenths of a percent, and iron ore holding steady, adding one point three percent. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the chart of the S and P five hundred, and as we can see, things really accelerated to the downside into the close. COVID angst was the major reason for the reversal in U.S. stocks overnight. Dr. Anthony Fauci announcing that the U.S. does indeed have its first confirmed case of the Omicron variant. So that was what spooked the markets, adding to, of course, the broader worries about Omicron and the impacts on the economy. And, of course, Powell's hawkish comments yesterday about hastening the tapering uh, all adding into the mix. We can see their value factor now a 50-year low versus this growth counterpart. It's not a great sign for markets at the moment. It means a lot of money has been pouring into growth stocks and value stocks have been languishing. Uh, and if things really start to accelerate to the downside, it means those high growth, high PE names are really going to get punished. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Powell's hawkish tilt, as I said, unnerving markets. This is because markets had been accustomed to the predictability and the telegraphing of central bank policy and, and Powell coming out and changing the narrative yesterday was uh, a little bit unexpected. Fed Chair, Fed Vice Chair, I should say, Clarita, saying that inflation running at four to five percent is not policy success. They really, the Fed really wants to get uh, inflation at no more than their two percent target rate. So again, another little element there upsetting the markets. BioNTech CEO saying overnight that he believes vaccinated people will still have a high level of protection against the severe disease caused by the Omicron variant. So a slight positive there. And in contrast to uh, comments from, uh, I think it was the Moderna CEO, saying that it will take some time to develop a new vaccine to counteract Omicron. Uh, Biden administration weighing stricter testing requirements for all travelers entering, uh, entering the US, uh, including US citizens, regardless of vaccination status. And news overnight the, that the Omicron variant was in Europe before it was uh, the alarm bells were sounded in South Africa. So clearly it has spread. We've already seen some cases in Australia. It is going to be everywhere, and ladies and gentlemen, we can't keep it out. Uh, it's just the speed at which it takes off will be what we'll be looking at. Uh, and as we can see there, the scale of the economic hit from Omicron will depend on how severe uh, it is in terms of uh, how quickly it spread, death rates, and all those sorts of things. To some economic data, the Chinese Kaishin manufacturing PMI unexpectedly turned negative. Uh, we saw China's Liu express confidence overnight for 2022 growth, not 200,022, as it says there. That should be 2022. 
uh, and in pledging some enhanced support for small and foreign businesses. Eurozone manufacturing growth broadly stabilized in November. South Korean export growth surged on strong demand for chips. We always pay attention to what's going on in South Korea. Henry does specifically as well because that's where a lot of the chips that feed into other areas of industry, cars, uh, iPads, computers, all those sorts of things come from South Korea. So uh, massive demand coming uh, out of South Korea for microchips uh, and that's why we've seen a big surge there. Uh, and then finally, another piece to the puzzle, US junk bond market suffering its worst month since September 2020 as traders reevaluate companies' ability to repay debt. Not a good sign. Uh, there has been quite a lot made in the past of the amount of corporate debt that is floating around out there. Uh, and yeah, that, that's a sign that uh, some traders believe that companies will struggle to pay off those, or pay off that mountain of debt. Not a good sign for the global economy. To what's going on today, we've got some trade balance data and some housing finance data. Overseas, New Zealand is looking at its third quarter terms of trade. Eurozone, we have the unemployment rate. That'll be a big one. Uh, October, producer price index, and then US initial weekly jobless claims. They have been decreasing of late. I think last uh, couple of weeks out, they were at record lows during the pandemic. Uh, on the corporate front, we've got Premier Investments, AGM today, ex-dividends uh, from the names that you can see there. In corporate news, there's some speculation this morning in the Australian that Star Entertainment will have another tilt at Crown Resorts. Uh, Star has added the Matthew Grounds-led Baron Jolly Capital Partners as an advisor, and Grounds is considered a close advisor of Packer, so that's the tie up there. In other news, OpenPay has announced in a partnership with Amex to collaborate on product development initiatives in the US market. Might see uh, OpenPay at least hold up off the open this morning, maybe get a little bit of a bump. Uh, and OpenPay, of course, will accept Amex as a payment method. Uh, some broker upgrades uh, and movement. Uh, DHG is upgraded to a buy from neutral at UBS. REA upgraded to neutral from sell at UBS. So obviously, they're similar companies. And it's really around the acceleration of listing volumes, particularly into the end of the year. Uh, elsewhere, AMP downgraded to sell from neutral at UBS. The uh, investment bank saying that they're not clear if the demerger process will unlock any value. Seems from bad to worse for AMP. And finally, question of the day. Does last night's big turnaround in the US change your outlook? Obviously, we've seen volatility pick up, but we did see a down day followed by a nice bounce. Uh, and then it was looking like we were going to get another nice bounce overnight as well. But yeah, a near 1,000-point turnaround in the Dow, as I mentioned. Does it change things for you? Uh, if so, we be interested to see your comments in the Facebook discussion group. That wraps it up, team. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.